Welcome to Moms Who Say the F Word with your hosts, Paris and Courtney, the two mom friends you didn't know you needed. Paris, mm. I've been having some serious road rate issues lately. Lately? I about this. I mean, I know, it's all the time. Um, but you want to know the tr- like the worst one lately that really just like freaked me out? I was flying down like an open stretch of road. Uh, okay, wait, I wasn't flying. I was going the speed limit, of course. Any of you law enforcement people, I was going the speed limit. And a truck pulled out in front of me, which of course is bad enough because I had to slam on my brakes. But the worst part about it, the really worst part, the truck was full of porta potties. Fucking porta potties, uh, Paris. Uh, 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 no, 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 friend. All I picture, oh my God, is one of those belts coming loose <laughs> that hold the porta potties down, right? And then it coming at you like a literal shitstorm. Dude, this was like my point exactly. I had to control my road rage. I had to slow way down because I was way too afraid that one of those damn shit pots was going to fall on me. <laughs> I hate how many of those rock trucks that we have here in Vegas. So that's like part of my road rage problems. Uh, Like why on earth do they need to transport rocks anyway? Have you seen the desert? I mean, Courtney used to live here. There's fucking rocks everywhere. There is no (laughs) shortage of rocks. There's no fucking clear reason why they need to have a big ass truck carrying a bunch of rocks to another place to dump more rocks where I'm positive there are already rocks in existence. Actually, it's funny that you say that because when we did live there, my husband wanted to go shovel rocks from some random desert area instead of buying rocks for something. I can't remember what it was we were doing. Yeah, yeah. I still remember this conversation because I was like, "Mm, pretty sure that's like private property, babe. You can't just take rocks (laughs) off there. And he didn't give a shit. He just wanted to go take them. I don't know. Anyways, but you know, seriously, rock trucks and cement trucks. That's the other one. Those are the worst. Because I will always fall like way behind because I don't want to have a cracked fucking windshield. And they still... The rocks still hit me. Yeah. I don't know. What is the deal with that? I don't know. And Lord, don't let that truck hit a bump. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the few times I pray. <laughs> like, please, baby Jesus. <laughs> please, oh baby Jesus. God. Up in heaven. All right. So let's okay. get this party started. I'm Paris. I'm the tiger mom to one amazing cup. I've been married to my snuggle partner for 10 years. I work full time and still find time to daydream about vacation destinations while zoning out on conference calls. That's the best. That's me. I do that too. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Courtney. I'm a hardworking mom to three crazies who I've worked hard to keep alive. So give me a cookie because it's been difficult. Um, I've been married to my hubs for 11 years and frankly, we're still going strong. And I only assume this because he can't keep his hands off my butt. Yeah. That's pretty much it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So today we have a few things to chat about because, I mean, like, why in the hell not? It's our podcast. We can do whatever the hell we want. Yeah, right. Um, But first of all, the first thing is, is that uh, lately the two of us in separate instances have been taking some random child protection and parenting classes. Though, according to my middle son, who does not like it when I'm not home after work, um, when he asked me what I was doing and I told him I had to go to a child protection class, he was like, why do you have to do that? You already know how to protect kids. So why are you wasting your time? <laughs> I love him. He's so funny. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so for my parenting class that I attended, it was at my cub school and they did this um, invite to parenting in the digital world. And 
I wasn't really expecting much, to be honest. In fact, I sat down and the principal started, you know, she was welcoming everybody and, you know, super glad that everybody showed up, number one, right? Um, then she said, this will be an hour and 40 minutes. The hell? <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. Do I have that much time of my life to spare? I don't know. For real. I was like, oh man, I just had a long day at work. And now you want me to sit in this hard-ass kid's little chair for an hour and 40 minutes. So, of course, I leaned over to my husband. Oh, my God. <laughs> they had you in the little kid's chair? Oh, yeah. That's horrible. Oh, yeah. Granted, you're the size of an 11-year-old, but still. <laughs> Shut up, Courtney. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so I leaned over to my husband and I said, hey, just so you know, we are bouncing out in 30 minutes. <laughs> you know, because I'm like, I'm not staying. So, but that didn't happen. And let me tell you why. It was amazing. This guy, got to tell you, Clay Cranford, I think that's his name. Uh, the guy was full of so much information and every parent in there was just like an awe. I could see heads like, you know, like shaking, like nodding and like, yes. And then like shock on some of the mom's faces, looking at their husband, whacking him on the side of the head. Like, hey, <laughs> we don't do this right. You fucked up and you gave our kid an iPad at like the age of two or before that, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, I think a lot of parents have a lot of those general ideas, but like years ago, obviously before my husband, I dated a guy um, who worked behind the scenes with a law enforcement like division. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was to trap sexual predators on the internet. And he couldn't tell me a lot because a lot of it had to do with persecuting these people. Um, but what he did tell me was enough to make me want to throw up. Oh, I'm it was sure. Uh, it's disgusting. There was so much uh, that as a parent, we just don't think about, right? Like, because we didn't grow up in the digital age. You know, we're all learning how to navigate this digital shit as it is. And we are trying to figure it out. You know, and we just, we are failing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no. And I don't think, okay, we're not failing. We're doing the best we can. Right. But there is so much new shit out there for parents to combat. Like, you know, before we were kids. Um, when we were kids, I say, um, but I am like so fucking glad that there was no social media when I was a kid because gossip and shit, like just as like a teenager or even younger was bad enough when you had to go to a school with people that were assholes. Now there's like a platform for that shit to be blasted all over the place. Yeah. Like literally if I didn't like a girl when I got my yearbook that year, I just scratch her face out. <laughs> Or I put devil right? horns on her. That was traditional. That, right? That's like this as social as my media got back in the day. All right. So anyways, I won't go into details too much about like, because it was a lo- obviously an hour and 40 minutes. It was really, really long. And that would make our podcast like two hours long if I told you everything and shared everything that this guy had. Uh, but what I will tell you is that you guys should go check out the story that he shared about this Amanda Todd girl. Have you heard of this, Courtney? No, I've never heard of her. Oh, it's okay. I will put a precursor to that, that it's disturbing. So, you know, if you're going to go look her up on YouTube, um, just be prepared. Don't watch it with kids. I just put in the warning out there. Um, but this guy, you know, he shared the video with all of us and it was, it was disturbing. I, I will never unknow it now, <laughs> um, you know, but we were all given two pieces of paper that night. And the first one was like a parent checklist, which had 21 bullet points. Shit, you not. And the second page was this incredible contract between you, you and your kid um, on the rules of being given the privilege to be on the Internet, which I got to tell you, Courtney, this this piece of paper is like gold. Yeah, I mean... We have a lot of those rules in my house. And I think we kind of talked about that. Um, 
and I think that I've set my children, at least most of my children, um, <laughs> let's say 75% of my children, <laughs> there's one that I'm not so sure about, but I've set him up with um, pretty good smarts when it comes to that. But I, I have to brag just for a second. Uh, we'll probably do that a lot, though, bragging on our kids. We love our children. Mm-hmm. Um I do have to say that I asked my oldest uh, son about social media. We once let him have a type of social media and it was bad. It got out of hand. So, of course, we removed it immediately. And since then, he's never had anything. But, you know, he just entered into high school. And I figured, you know, that question would be coming, right? Because they say the age is what on Facebook and Instagram 13 or something. Yeah, that's the, Not that's that's the minimum. The age minimum you have to be to be on Facebook is 13. Right. But we all know that kids know how to get around that shit. Yes. Um, so, but I figured that question was, was coming. So I, uh, no matter what, my answer was going to be no, but I was curious what he thought. And so I asked him why he never asked me. And his answer was kind of surprising. And I was like, wow. Okay. Um, he said, there's too much drama and he already deals with a lot of drama and he's just, it's too much to be on the internet and that he knows that colleges look at it and he doesn't want to be judged on it. I was like, oh, so, of course, I turned around and I immediately texted Paris, assuming she must have told him that because I don't I don't sound that smart. <laughs> no, I, I was so proud of my nephew. My heart was so happy to hear this because I just sat through, you know, the hour and 40 minute seminar the night before. And like this kid is just so smart that he already is like, nope. And I think every kid that I, I actually know um, that is almost you know, all of them that are anti-social media are just super cautious is because either a parent played a trick on them because <laughs> that happens and, or they were in a situation where it turned out, you know, mildly bad and, you know, learned from it. But it's, it's what I don't like about that is that you had to learn from something instead of just listening to, you know, our, uh, our parents and you know because we don't know anything Courtney remember that like we know nothing we're not smart (laughs) we don't know anything I I told my son that clearly all the Taco Bell I ate while I was pregnant with him helped develop his brain really well was it (laughs) was it the chalupa (laughs) no I think back then was the double-decker tacos which by the way oh my god I have been eating double-decker tacos since I was a freaking kid my aunt got me onto those Sorry, totally off tangent. They don't sell them anymore. Oh. I'm so sad. Oh, is that like the Enchirito? Do you remember those? I don't know what the fucking Enchirito Oh my is. gosh, those were so good. They don't sell them anymore either. Taco oh, Bell, so if you're sad. listening, I know you're not a sponsor. We'd like you to be. <laughs> Bring my double-decker tacos back. Yeah. Those are like... I, I like I really remember actually, and I have not told my aunt this yet, so I have to tell her that. Uh, when, we, when I was a kid, she would take me to Taco Bell... And she would get, ta- she got them in a certain way. And it was no lettuce plus tomatoes with nacho cheese sauce on them. Oh my and gosh. I have eaten them that way since I was a kid. Anytime I have Taco Bell, which is obviously not too often because I, I like my stomach lining. <laughs> um, but I, I was so sad the last time because I, I was sick and at home and the kids were gone. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go get myself a couple tacos. And I ordered him. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. We don't carry double-decker tacos anymore. And I about, I was going to burn that shit down. Right? I was so upset. It's a bonfire at the Taco Bell. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Complete tangent. But the Taco Bell for my kid's brain made me think of it. <laughs> Man. Or, or how about, I'm, I'm just going to stay on Taco Bell for the second. Um, you remember, like, back in the day, Taco Bell used to have the finely shredded cheese? It was the bomb. Now, oh, it's not that it's way. It's chunky. Is it? It's been chunky for like I don't know since I don't, 1994. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's that's how much it impacted my life. I'm like, why would you take away the finely shredded cheese? There's a difference, okay? 
I don't like it. So anyways, I highly recommend uh, to all parents to look into this guy, Clay Cranford, all right? He didn't pay me to say that or anything, but his site is cybersafetycop.com. Uh, it's phenomenal. Uh, he has a book on Amazon too called Parenting in the Digital World. And um, so this class was only for parents of kids that were nine years of age and up. But there were some things that he stated that I see a lot of parents missing the mark on way before the age of nine. And we ain't endorsed by this guy, like I said, but I just think <laughs> that it's super important for all of us to protect our littles in a really cruel world and virtual world, too. No, that's all. That's super true. Like, really. And actually, my class was a little different, but it was around the same thing. Um, so I think I've mentioned this before, but I volunteer with scouts so that I can stay as close to my teenagers for as long as they'll let me. <laughs> Um, but to do that, I have to take multiple uh, child protection classes. Like I have to take one for the scouts and then one for our charter organization. It's this whole thing. Um, but, and I mean, (laughs) I get it. Not everyone has common sense and yes, there are serious predators out there, but this class was also long. It was scheduled for two hours, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, but think the heaven above again with baby Jesus and all that. It didn't, (laughs) it didn't actually go that long. Um, but I think. For me, the largest takeaway that I had from my class uh, was it wasn't so much just about the acceptable behaviors of an adult, which I get, you know, I knew those things, but it was missing the signs of a child that is being abused that this video that they made us watch really kind of hit home for me. Yeah. And there are so many forms of child abuse that it's just heartbreaking. You know, as parents, we are the safeguard. And as a leader in an organization such as Scouts, you know, you're taking on that role as, you know, another safe place for a child. So I think that it's great that the Scouts take this so seriously and help children to feel like they are in a safe place. They really do take it seriously. And I know that at times they've gotten a bad rap and I get it. Like you can't catch everything, but I've had to go through multiple background checks and multiple (laughs) classes just in the last year that I've done this. So, um, but also the other thing is, is it's not just protection for the children, but also for adults in the situation. And, you know, so this video we had to watch this woman, she was managing a community center and it was so clear to me. And this, it really frustrated me actually (laughs) that she was so oblivious to the child's behavioral issues. You know, of course this video was probably really dramatic and over, over the top because they wanted us as the attendees to, to see that behavior that, you know, with no question, but I think that it just really bothered me that there was an adult that wasn't recognizing that there was a child that needed help. Yeah. And um, so that was, I think that was my biggest takeaway. Right. And you know, that in itself is not, it's not uncommon. It's super sad, you know, without, you know, me getting too in depth on my own past. um, You know, I had an amazing art teacher in high school who recognized that I just, something was off and I wasn't myself. So she stepped up by taking me out of the classroom. You know, we had a conversation, you know, I cried and, you know, she ended up hugging me, um, which I know, which is super sad. And this world is not okay, apparently, you know, but she just had a good heart and she really wanted to help me. So, you know, what she did was she, to, to make me feel like I was in a safe place, you know, she, of course, did the hug business. <laughs> 
But then she also took it a step further and she scheduled mediation with our school counselor, like a real counselor, not the one that just tells you, here's your fucking class schedule. Not that chick. <laughs> like a real one. Okay. For I mean, they're real. both great. They're, they're great. For real. But, yeah. You know, um, and you know, she also, you know, cause with a real counselor, there are things that they have to uh, make sure that they stay in line with. But I did not, you know, I was having troubles at home and, you know, it was about my biological mom you know, and I didn't want her to know that I was getting counseling. So they did it in a way, I don't even know what the logistics were, but you know, for once a week for the rest of the school year, that's what I was doing was going to see this counselor. And it helped me so much. And I don't want you guys to think like, you know, my parents in general were shitty. (laughs) I don't want you to think that it was just my, my biological mom wasn't the best, but you know, my dad, he was a rock star, superstar, love my daddy. Um, you know, he had really nothing to do with it, but you know, again, to what Courtney's point was, you know, there are things that you can't believe being an outsider that somebody would be oblivious to. Okay. And I think that in this case for me, my dad not being able to be around as much and because he worked his ass off to give me a good life, you know, he just, he, he really just didn't see some of the things that were happening, unfortunately, you know? So I think, I think that happens. I think that's, Sadly, we don't always see everything. And, and, and to kind of touch on what you said about the hugging thing. So uh, part of this class I had to go through was about the acceptable zone and the unacceptable zone and all, <laughs> and all this. And like what behaviors were in each of those zones and hugging. Um, they actually did touch on that about how frontal hugging is no longer. And, and it makes me sad. Okay. In general. Again, like I said, it's flashing back to what I said before when I started talking about this class. I know there are predators. I realize that. But even before becoming a parent myself, I have always loved interacting with children. I always knew I was going to have a family. Uh, My mom still says that to this day that when I was, even when I was young with my siblings, I was always a mom. That's who I was. And so I love interacting with children. I love playing with them. I love, I wrestle with them. I have a girlfriend of mine. She's got a five-year-old that she's tiny. So I'm always picking her up and putting her over my shoulder, (laughs) you know, like that's just who I am. But when it comes to interacting with children that are not your friend's kids or, you know, being part of an organization like scouts that that's no longer in the acceptable zone. And so then I get really nervous <laughs> about when kids come near me. Um, and I know that I shouldn't be because that's not who I am clearly not that person that is taking advantage of children. Um, but they talk about how like side hugs are appropriate because kids still do need to be hugged. Children still need to have, that love and affection from people that they trust, but it just needs to be in an appropriate manner, I guess. So I am thankful though, for these classes that they make me better aware of red flags that I need to keep in mind for the children that I interact with. I interact with because I think our scout troop is like, it's close to 50 kids and that's girls and boys. And, um, and I hold some responsibility on both sides that I help with. And um, so I like having those, ideas in my head so that I can protect those kids. So I, I know this was like super deep guys. Sorry. <laughs> I know. Wow. Way to kill the party. <laughs> that was like <laughs> some really heavy shit. My God. Yes, can we get on a boat? <laughs> <laughs> just, Oh wait, just not the one with the angry Americans though. <laughs> Courtney showed me this fucked up video this week with some whack ass shit going on. And I could not believe my eyes. What oh, was going man. on? Oh my God. No, seriously. So Paris and I are longtime cruisers. We've mentioned this, I'm sure. Um, And I could not believe the way these people on this boat were, you know, behaving. So for those of you that don't 
follow the news like I do. I mean, I don't follow the political bullshit, but I mean like the real stuff, like, you know, mutinies on cruise ships. Um, There was a story recently about a 14 day, I think it was a European cruise and it was Norwegian, which is a cruise line that Paris tends to like. Um, is But it was, they got caught in some like really bad weather and the boat had a detour and it not, it couldn't stop in a, like for a while and all this other sort of like crazy shit happened. And the passengers basically rioted. And if you've ever been on a cruise ship, you know that it's not large enough to have a riot on, you crazy fucks. Like it's small. It's a huge boat, but like the public areas are not huge. And so it is not... <laughs> It is not a place to hold a riot. Yeah, no, it was, it's crazy. So I told my husband about the story and he was like, what the hell? And then he said, um, we would not be a part of that mob. Uh, <laughs> these people. He's so calm. Yeah. He's always so calm. So calm. And even. <laughs> <laughs> these people on the ship are just doing their jobs and not to mention trying to keep everyone safe. And I completely agree. Like that is oh, yeah. all that they were trying to do was keeping their passengers safe, their crew safe. But these nut jobs decided to go off like and make, they made signs, Courtney. Did you see that in the video? Yeah. They had signs. Well, keep in mind, it's all about money, too, yeah. right? A yeah. lot of it was about money. But I guess some of the problems during the cruise, because they couldn't stop, were there some toilets that weren't working, but that didn't sound like it was widespread. It was like one person that mentioned Whatever. It. Shit and off then, the side. Okay? It's all water. <laughs> Honestly, people. <laughs> and then I guess the food was subpar. And again, if you've never cruised, especially something that's 14 days long, you have to realize that when the boat, the boat docks, they take on supplies. So when the weather is that shitty, the process is going to get jacked up. Yeah. So like whatever, their boat didn't tip over, you know, (laughs) and they were not caught in a hurricane like we were in Mexico because that shit was scurry. Okay. Hurricane Newton. Fuck you. (laughs) That shit was bonkers for sure. God. I mean, when we cruised into Cabo and then just sat there because the cabin or the captain was trying to decide if it was safe. Um, and then turned our asses right around because the hurricane, Hurricane Newton was coming toward us and they explained to us the problem. I mean, they knew if they let us off, it was possible they wouldn't be able to get everybody back on the ship. So, um, if for safety reasons, we had to skip Cabo. And then I think what was worse is that from Cabo, we had to head it straight out to sea further than you would ever go on a Mexican cruise, um, to avoid what was coming with Newton. Right. So I was never so mad about being about the fucking person that decided to have their heart attack <laughs> when we're trying to get the hell out of port. Bad timing, it, friend. Bad timing. It delayed our fucking departure. Okay. So no offense. Like, and I hope that they are okay and all, but it did delay our ship leaving out of Cabo, thus making the captain go Mach 5 out of there. All right. Uh, wait. Can I'm... Can a boat go Mach 5 or whatever that's called? I don't even know. I don't even know how to spell it. Am I, I don't even know. Because um, I don't watch Fast and Furious movies, so I know nothing about that shit. You're so stupid. Cars can't go Mach 5 either. Wait. <laughs> Friend, you need to. No? Maybe, maybe watch some of my boy Vin Diesel and learn some stuff. Shit. What the hell is a Mach then? And why are there five of them? I don't fucking know. I don't know. I just know that cars on Fast and Furious don't go it. <laughs> so... Then what is Fast and Furious? Is that is it nitroglycerin? Oh God! Seriously, I can't with you. I can't. Is that not what it's called, Court? Anyway, anyway, this Cabo stop was also uh, my damn birthday. So, no, geez, just kidding. No, I'm not. Um, I'm not that into my birthday. It just happened to be during the cruise we were on. 
And another Courtney fun fact, I suffer tremendously from motion sickness. Like, so bad. Can't let, oh, God, it's horrible. <laughs> like, uh, can't let anyone else drive my car. I can't fly or I can't cruise without medication. Like, I have to have serious stuff. And even at the roughest of times, those meds still don't work. Um, so, like, on this cruise, for instance, I ended up in bed that night instead of eating dinner because I knew I was going to puke. Like, I knew it was going to be horrible. Um, but hey, did you know that you don't die <laughs> if you take more motion, motion sickness medicine than prescribed? I tested that out that night. I'm not a doctor, by the way. Don't take my <laughs> advice. But all I know is that I was wearing one of the patches uh, behind your ear. I'm sure if you've ever cruised, you know about these. I can't remember what they're called. Scopalpamine or something. I don't know, like but that. they're expensive. Have they're expensive. You have to give them from your doctor. Um, but I have to wear one or I can't be on a ship. And even then I still sometimes get queasy. Well, this night was so bad and I was so miserable. I ended up popping, um, an additional motion sickness medicine pill. And my mom was like, she wanted to keep waking me up throughout the night because she was afraid I was going to die. She's like, don't die, Courtney. Don't die. We can't stay in Cabo. <laughs> we got to get out of here. Oh my gosh. And yeah, Courtney not being able to travel unless she's on some sort of meds is it sucks. All right. So like when we get on planes together and Courtney and I traveled a lot together, it sucks. Cause I sit next to her and it's night, night, Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> night, night. <laughs> well, like even, and I even get, um, like totally off tangent. I will even take the Dramamine or whatnot. That's, uh, drow- it's less drowsy. I can't keep my eyes open um, and focus on things in the plane, even if I've been on medication, even if I've taken medication, because it will still make me sick. So I have to force myself to sleep through most of a flight if um, if I can. Yeah. Yeah. It's so a fun time. I suck to travel with. Yeah. Sorry, friends. Yeah. It's, I a, suck. it's a fun time to fuck with her, though. So, you know, there's Whatever. that. <laughs> I can That's flick her up. boob and she doesn't even move. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you're stupid anyways but on this trip <laughs> i felt really bad for her so we even tried to bring her her birthday cake that the um the crew you know like was like oh it's her birthday you got to make sure to get her this cake i'm like she ain't gonna fucking eat it but okay <laughs> um so yeah so we she had to leave dinner right like which was sad in itself she like left her glass of wine full okay so oh, i had to drink it hard i drink it sad. for her so you know, so the cake just basically sat there in our room, you know, with its sad candle that didn't get eaten, you know. <laughs> it was so sweet, though, that you guys brought it to me. That was so Whatever. Nice. Stupid Newton. He's the worst. <laughs> that night, though, you remember how bad it was? We were... So, uh, I should probably give a little bit more backstory. This was the first time that my grandmother had ever been on a cruise. So, it was my grandmother, myself, my mother, and Paris, because she's basically family. And so my um, grandmother clearly is not sleeping on a bunk bed. And then my mother was not going to sleep on a bunk bed. So the two of them were in the regular um, beds that face. And I don't, sorry, friends, I don't know. Is it port and what is how the port ha- side, Front and back, whatever. Aft, middle. Aft and whatever. Forward. I don't know. So their beds were lined up with the boat. So it was from, for, you know, they were pointing forward. Where our, our bunks were Courtney, side nobody to side. cares. Nobody cares. I know, cares. but I'm trying to explain the rocking. I know, Jesus nobody Christ. cares. Sorry. But it was so bad that Paris and I were literally rocking back and forth in our beds. Yeah. So Paris is on the upper bunk because she's little and she can do that. But all I kept thinking was, oh my God, she's going to crush me because she's going to fall out of this fucking thing. And the next thing was, if she falls, she's going to fucking murder me. 
because she's super vengeful like that. And I'm pretty sure I fucked with her a couple of times while she was up there uh, during our whole trip. And so if she had fallen, I wasn't going to make it off the ship alive because she would have been pissed at me. Whatever, Cordy. I was literally like up there like a koala hanging onto that fucking bar that they put on the bed. And I'm just like holding off for fucking dear life, you know. I'm just like, oh, it was making me, I was sick. I, you know, just even talking about it, that rocking, I can still remember it. And, you know, like even when we walked down the hallways when Courtney was already in bed and I was, you know, trying to venture out with her mom and her grams, (laughs) the freaking hallway looked like something, like it was melting. It was weird. Like the boat was really rocking that hard. But anyways, the whole point of it is, the whole point of this whole story is that we didn't riot. We were on the boat for, I think, four days before we stepped foot on land, which keep, for me, that is very difficult. Again, yeah. I'm, I'm just talking about myself. It's all about me. I mean, really. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> when I go on a cruise, I can handle a, like a day or two at sea. But when I finally get to step foot on land, it almost resets my my balance or whatnot. And so I start to feel a little bit better. And then I go back on the boat. And so... I struggled for four days severely with the stupid motion sickness bullshit. Um, But we didn't riot. We went to shows. We laid out in the sun. We napped. I think we read books. Weird. (laughs) Right. But you just have to find a way to enjoy yourself. You can't control everything. Yeah, I have to say that none of this ruined our trip, okay? We missed an entire port because of the hurricane, but we continued to get drunk, okay? (laughs) And try to outlast our drink packages, which I only made it to like eight out of the 15 in one of the days. That was the highest number I could get. I was like, I'm fucked up. I can't. I can't drink anymore. I'm going to be sick. Because you're the size of an 11 year old. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) So I should not drink that much because obviously I'm the size of an 11 year old. But the point is we had good company and therefore we were destined to have a good time. So yeah. Hashtag fuck you, Newton. But screaming and acting a fool toward the cruise employees doesn't solve anything. And I understand the desire for the refund. So like Paris said, these people on this this European cruise, they created this sign that basically says, we want refunds. But if you've ever cruised, you know that you sign a contract or you agree to their terms and conditions or whatever. And one of the things that says that in there, if they have to change your itinerary or do whatever they have to due to acts of God, it's not their fault and you don't get your money back. I mean, it sucks. I get it. But it's what you sign up for when you pay for this shit. Like it's it's what you know you're you have that that chance of something like that happening. Yeah. I mean, you signed the God contract. All right. You're going to be okay with his, uh, you know, giving Mother Nature a little push, you know. So that's what you signed up for. You know, this was my first time ever traveling on Carnival. And I won't lie. I went into this thinking that I was getting on the Walmart of cruises. I can't lie. Okay. So I wasn't expecting much. I am judgy judgy. on that. Okay. I've gone on uh, several cruise lines and I was like, okay, I guess I can go on Walmart for a little while. Um, (laughs) but I will say that I was pleasantly surprised. I don't think I'd ever actually cruised on Carnival before that either. I was trying to think about it, but everyone has their favorites and what they are able or willing to pay for. But, um, being stuck on a Carnival ship wasn't nearly as bad as you'd think. The staff was wonderful. They took great care of us. Um, for example, knowing I missed my birthday dinner because I was sick, uh, our wait staff did all the bells and whistles. The next day, I was actually yeah. it, I was able to go to dinner and sit down. Yeah, it was it was incredible. I have to say, Carnival, 
you guys are doing the right thing, all right? No matter what I thought going on to your cruise line, you guys are doing a great job. We are not endorsed by Carnival either. <laughs> not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> Just letting you know. Um, these ladies had a fantastic time on your cruise line, and I really wish I could remember the waiter's name, but um, <laughs> he was amazing. And never, li- you know, never mind his shameless flirting. <laughs> that he provided all right to all of us ladies all right did he obviously no age discrimination there because i don't even know what the gamut no. is on our ages but he was very well, we had three generations yeah he was very fun and super sweet and we kept telling him oh i'm sure you say these things to all the ladies <laughs> which i really didn't care as long as he kept bringing us our favorite drinks and telling us stories about his homeland and that part actually was actually really, really cool to hear about, you know, other cultures and things that they do. And, you know, Courtney and I have traveled on cruises a lot. And a majority of the time on those cruises, the countries that are represented on cruise lines is just impeccable. I can't even oh, believe yeah. I mean, you can learn a lot off of, you know, if you are a cruiser and you talk to your actual wait staff, be nice to them. Because they will share their stories. And some of them are very, very incredible. No, totally. That's one of the best things about cruising, I think, is the the gambit of places that these people have been or have are from. You get a lot of information. And our waiter, he definitely knew how to make us happy. That was for sure. They, they were really entertaining. Um, I loved all the dancing. You really have to just kind of enjoy what's in front of you when you're in a rough situation. I felt like the staff did a wonderful job. They made us comfortable. And rioting and issues, that wasn't on anybody's mind. Like, when I just don't remember any bad stuff like that. No, no, you know. And if you go on a cruise in a bad mood already, you know what? Just do yourself a favor. Send us, Paris and Courtney, (laughs) (laughs) your cruise ship tickets, and we will save, you know, you the agony of being fed for 24 hours, being entertained nonstop, and all the ice cream you can eat. All the ice cream. All of it. Don't fucking bother going on that cruise if that's not for you. Just send it to us. You can email us at mom.saythefword <laughs> at gmail.com. Hook we'll us pay up. the change fee. Yeah. Just, I mean, yeah. if you've already paid for it, it's totally fine. We'll yeah. pay the change fee. Just send it to us. Yeah, we'll take it, you know? <laughs> and you have to really understand that things can and they will go wrong. You have to roll with the punches. Don't be an asshole. Okay, that's one thing. And enjoy what has been given to you as the opportunity to vacation. I could go on a whole nother tangent, but I'm not going to do it because not everybody has these chances. So when you flip out and act shitty, you just look like a spoiled child. Absolutely. You know, you sign the freaking waiver, the God waiver. Okay. <laughs> the <laughs> when God you waiver. get on the ship. All right. And, you know, it's in place for a reason. And be nice to your cruise staff, okay? They're on the ship, in case you didn't know, for like six to eight months at a time, people, all right? And they have to be cheerful and on every time a new round of people get on board. Could you imagine? It's just, that's that's just stupid crazy to me. It's bonkers. Yeah. It's bonkers. Yeah, you don't get a fucking day off for six to eight months. Like, let that sink in, all right, peeps? Um, You know? And guess what doesn't go stale on a ship, okay? Vodka. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, vodka doesn't go doesn't go <laughs> stay on the ship. So that's it. At the end of the day, we're just two moms and friends trying to keep our shit together. Lipstick off our teeth. Keep the kids alive and enjoy every moment. If you want to reach us, email us at moms who say the f word at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram with our handle at moms who say the f word. 
And remember, if you can't say something nice, come sit next to us. Don't forget to tune in next week for a brand new episode. Till then, these moms are fucking out. Bye.